Alrighty, you're listening to uh, an improbable episode of the Celtics Lab podcast because we are talking about a Game 6 victory for the Boston Celtics, and an hour ago, I didn't think that was possible. There's so much to discuss, there's so much joy in our face, we're also stressed and tired. I'm here with Dr. Justin Quinn, I'm here with Alex Goldberg, we're all brought to you by FanDuel, we're brought to you by BetterHelp, and to break it all down, we welcome in... Greg Brooke Casoli, formerly of Celtics Fire, but more importantly of High Off the Glass on Substack. Greg, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. Uh, a little confused about how I'm supposed to feel right now. I think I'm I think I'm pumped and excited, but I was emotionally preparing for something much different for a lot of that game. Yeah. Um, thank goodness they won because we're all frazzled and confused and emotional. So our podcasting is going to be weird, but the content is good. So it doesn't even matter. Um, Alex, Justin, a penny for your thoughts. Cameron, I I don't even know what basketball is anymore. I don't know how this sport works. I don't know what to even think. Both of these teams, Philly and Boston, I, it, this really, it, it had to be these two teams. They had <laughs> to meet in the playoffs because I can't trust anything that happens with either one of these teams at any second. A, 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 a train could come out of the hallway from the locker room and just be at midcourt. And I would be like, yeah, completely normal proceeding for this series. I don't understand anything that's happened. Jason Tatum, that that was a super villain game from Jason Tatum <laughs> to be have made one field goal, one for the entire first three quarters, and then to end the game with four straight triples to rip Philly's heart out, what am I supposed to do with that? How am I supposed to make any sense of that? It, it, it's it's the strangest basketball game I have ever watched, and I, I just I don't know anymore. I have no idea. Game seven could be played on the moon. Who knows? Dare I say that this is the... Uh ever-present ghost that haunts Doc Rivers. No, I don't know. That's the best, That's what I was gonna the say. best thing I have. Well, you know who else is haunted is James Harden. And we were so ready to begin to worry our, our Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum snake-bitten that we forgot that the Celtics are going up against two of the most snake-bitten guys in the, the NBA. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I agree with you, Alex. That was confusing and weird and wacky. Um, it was too flawed teams i mean boston had 17 turnovers and al horford and jason tatum combined for five points through three quarters but great players get it done um i'm kind of milking this ad nauseum but i think it's so revealing tuesday night jason tatum also had a a tough shooting night and i asked him about it and specifically i asked him about his wrist because it looked like he was flexing his wrist and this is what he told me on tuesday he said the wrist is fine he wasn't happy i asked about that he said i've had a couple of rough nights something like that they're not going to leave me open they're not going to go under the screen just got to keep shooting it's just part of it keep to the same routine don't think about it and let it fly and i remember thinking tuesday night that's that's not a real answer and i remember thinking through three quarters tonight that's not a real answer but wobble wee wah yeah, to put it bluntly, Greg, my dear friend, um, let's be let's let's go uh, NBA on TV kind of action. Did the Celtics win the game or did the Sixers lose the game? I think, I think the Celtics won the game. Uh, I think they had some strategies that worked out well. I think the double big lineup, at least at the start of the game, really worked. Uh, 
running away, Rob Williams running away from PJ Tucker to go defend the rim and help out on the pick and roll really helped uh, to start. And then things kind of devolved, but um, I think they deserve a win. I think this is one of those sort of like late series matchups where both teams have made their adjustments. Both teams know exactly what's coming and you just got to kind of fight until the end and then hope that your best player takes you home. And for, you know, 46 minutes, it didn't look like the Celtics best player was going to take them home, but then he did. So um, sometimes that's just how the playoffs works, I think. But uh, yeah, I would chalk that up to to the Celtics effort and intensity and a big part to Marcus Smart too. I don't want his efforts to get lost in the, in the craziness. He was just, he was awesome. And if I was Jason Tatum, I would be giving him the biggest hug right now. It, it's the best game I've ever seen Marcus Smart play, bar none. 22-7-7 seven and seven in complete command of the floor the whole time. Great perimeter defense throughout, diving yep. for loose balls, getting in the way of things, just making life help or Philly, stripping Embiid when he got the ball in the post with uh, an advantage position. I mean, it was a complete masterclass from Marcus Smart, and they absolutely needed every single minute of it because for the first three quarters of that game, he was the only guy that I trusted to do something good at any point for the Celtics. Dr. Quinn, do you want to talk about the two nice performances Boston got off the bench, or do you want to talk about... um, silver lining for the Sixers. Maxi was really dang good. I'll talk about Maxi. They need to figure out uh, a way to deal with him, uh, which is, you know, kind of a tall order considering that they have Joel Embiid and James Harden to consider. And we are somehow giving life to the not so great three point shooters as well on occasion. I don't really know what it is other than just continuing to dig in on defense. I mean, Alex was definitely right when he called for the double big ahead of this game uh, as an adjustment. And really, I feel vindicated, too, in pushing defense because recentering the way that they play in this series in particular uh, around defense, I think, has borne some fruit. Uh, if they stuck with that amazing game plan that Greg mentioned that they came out with for like more than the first five minutes of the game, I think it might be a little bit more successful. But it's progress. It's a win. We are not in the postseason pod, so I will take it. All right. I'll talk about Brogdon and White then. Uh, it, it felt like they didn't have a good game, and I continue to be quite worried about Brogdon's uh, ability to, to be hunted on defense, but Brogdon had 16 points. His three-point shooting, especially in the first half, was huge. And Derek White, I felt like he had a few blunders, and, and he's not the Derek White that we saw in like February, but he contributed nine points, um, and that's it. The Celtics ran seven deep this game. I think that's a huge story. Uh, Robert Williams only played 28 minutes. Everyone else really hung tough. I, I, the, the Celtics went small. Um, so it it's kind of counterintuitive. It was a great defensive effort. The defense bent and it, it bent a lot, but it did not break. And the, the approach was grittier and more physical, but they went smaller and with less depth by necessity, I think. Robert Williams only played 28 minutes, but he was plus 18 yeah. in those minutes. <laughs> he made a gigantic impact on this game. And I, mean, I am going 40% to... 40% more take, than he's been playing. Yeah. And I am going to take a victory lap on the double bigs. I was right. That was the right call. I'm thrilled that it worked out. Joe Missoula, excellent job. Got to give credit where credit is due. Great adjustment and great challenge late. Thought of, he had a very strong game. Keep rocking with the double bigs lineup for the foreseeable future, because it's, as you said, 
The Celtics start with defense, and that is their best defensive lineup, and I don't think it's particularly close. I was against the double big lineup. Um, I'll wear that. I'll I'll eat some crow if anyone has some, some crow handy. Um, Greg, I thought Jalen Brown was impactful, even if it's not really showing up on the stat sheet. Can you talk about Jalen Brown, what you saw from him tonight? Yeah, and, I thought um, he had. Well, I'll just add, thank goodness he still has two functional knees because there was a moment where that was uh, that got scary. I thought he had a solid game. I think uh, given the context, his scoring was really helpful. I mean, he obviously didn't have like a huge point total in the end, but no, I mean, it was not a high scoring game. Um, and then really his effort defending Harden has been, I think, really strong the last couple of games uh, with varying degrees of effect, but uh i don't know i i'm baffled by how the celtics like decide when they're going to be really as i think probably all of us are they're going to be really focused and intense on the defensive end but um he brought it tonight i think the whole team really locked in on that side of the ball and maybe it's as simple as saying uh we're going to start the the two big the two the double bigs and that gets everyone to sort of kick into the right mindset but uh, um when they are sort of flying around and making the right rotations and just trying hard on defense. They're such a different team than um, the one that, you know, they send two to the ball and then you just need to make one good pass and everything falls apart. So um, I, they're, they're a mystery to me in that regard, but they, they were the right team tonight and hopefully they'll be the right team in game seven. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what to expect this year in a major way. Yes. Boston outscored Philly 24 to 13 and the, the fourth quarter, obviously Tatum's four threes are the headline. Although that last three was kind of gravy, um, but but the defense and and the intensity the intensity of that anchored that defense is really valuable. I thought Jalen forced the issue at the rim, which was really nice. I mean that, that he pushed to the rim. I think that that was really valuable. But Greg, you're, I, I, it's a tro- I, I go back and forth. I feel like some of the talking points that we arrive to are a trope, and then other times it's like yeah, but the team keeps doing it, so we have to keep. <laughs> labeling it as such and no one seems to come up with an answer for the intensity so anyone's guess is as good as ours but if they turn the faucet on tonight i think you're right about that um i would like to pause the action and talk about our friends over at FanDuel, and then i mean we could keep gushing about this weird memorable game but i think we want to preview game seven as best we can but first let me tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I'm going to be honest, I don't have the stomach (laughs) to bet on this Game 7, but I'm deeply curious what the line is going to be. And uh, I'm not someone who, who spends a lot of money on FanDuel, but when I do, it's usually an emotional hedge where I'll bet against... I bet on the team that I don't want to win just so I can kind of <laughs> balance my future. But uh, who knows? Um, I think there are some listeners who have better gambling sense than I, and I think FanDuel's the spot for them. And in fact, there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit is required. 
Refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com RG. For Colorado, Iowa, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, PA, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org uh, slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, gambling help line ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Our friend Gary Goldman would be so proud of how good I am at state abbreviations on those reads. Alrighty, kiddos, the two best words. Who's who came up with the two best words in sports? Game seven. Anyone know that? Zaza Pachulia. Yeah, it was probably him. It was probably Vince Scully or Zaza Pachulia. We got a game seven on deck. A Mother's Day classic between as the, the national broadcasts love to point out the two most prolific NBA postseason matchups we've got. Greg, how are you feeling about this matchup? I think statistically we have to assume the Celtics are favored, but do you feel like that's going to bear out? I have no idea. I realize that's not <laughs> great content. Uh, um, the My brain says, yeah, I think they're a better team than the Sixers. Uh, I think they have a clearer path uh, and strategies strategies they can implement but my basketball soul slash heart uh is just has no idea i don't <laughs> the this team has been the celtics have been perplexing all year round uh philly also has this tendency to just kind of like lose in the playoffs in incredible ways that crush the souls of their their fans so it's kind of like the immovable um, object and the unstoppable force coming together uh if i had to put money on it I would say I think the Celtics are going to win, um, but going up against Embiid is is fairly terrifying. Uh, going up against Harden, much less so. Well, if you do want to put money on it, make sure to go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Alex, and then Justin, how are you feeling about Game 7? Um, I, here's, here's what I'll say <laughs> about how I'm feeling about Game 7. I don't know who's going to win. I have no idea. Um, we have seen the two most bizarre, inconsistent, frustrating, incredible basketball teams left in the NBA playoffs, duking it out at both the highest and lowest levels throughout this series. So I have no idea how this is going to play out. Um, what I will say is this, Celtics, my mom really wants you to win. <laughs> she is a fan. She's been watching. She's converted over to being a Celtics fan after not watching basketball all that much because of her obsessive son. Celtics, it's Mother's Day. Please don't let my mom down. That's all I got. That's Dr. powerful. I, I like that. 
there's going to be a nice big giant green number six on the court they will be playing uh and yeah home court matters so i think that again as long as they remember that their offense well it's not offensive defense transition offense that is generated from that is helpful to them but more important than anything else the confidence they need to score seems to be generated from their defense not their offense so as long as they stick to those principles i'm pretty confident they're going to put it at home uh and if not then um i don't know uh, let's not think about that just yet uh speaking of mothers <laughs> i went to, i went to the the texts my mom Good luck, Shamrock Emoji. Later, this game is so stressful. I said, I keep writing things and then deleting them. She said, I bet I have to take breaks from watching. And then later she said, phew. And just now I said, you're getting a shout out on the podcast. She said, how? <laughs> uh, hey, mom. Um, yeah, it would be nice for all the, the moms out there and the dads and the everyone else, quite frankly. I have to admit something. I intellectually know that Jason Tatum scored 46 in game six in this exact same situation last year, I think to the day, I think it was May 11th. I don't remember it at all. And other than Grant Williams hitting seven threes in game seven, I don't remember much from that game either. So I, and I was reflecting on that a little bit. And so far as like, if the Celtics lost, it would be our job to take our panties and put them in a knot. But, that we would move on with our lives, right? And so, I don't know. There's there's something, the inflection points that the NBA playoffs offers are, are so fascinating that Tatum, Tatum has hit four threes in a row, I don't know, a thousand times in his basketball career. And he did it when it counted. And suddenly we have a fun podcast, not a sad podcast. Um, Boston has to win this game uh, because they're the better team and they aren't choke artists the way that we've painted them to be, or at least certainly the way that we've come to understand Doc Rivers and James Harden. And Dr. Quinn, you're right. The, the weight of the franchise is going to be right there, painted in, I don't know, black charcoal, I guess is more accurately the color. But I'm worried. I'm a little worried. I think what, what makes me happy, and now I'm just spitballing, is Philly gave up. They just let go of the rope in the fourth quarter. And I think a lot of that has to do with stamina as much as it has to do with packing it in. Um, I said this a number of times. I think Boston doesn't have the emotional stamina to win two games in a row. And I don't think Philly has the emotional stamina to win, or physical stamina to win two games in a row. And I think we're going to see that in game seven. Yeah. Speaking of the legacy of the Celtics, there's been another key element that we really haven't mentioned too much. And that's the pace of this game and the pace that they seem to be Best at Philly loves to play slow. They're one of the slowest teams in the league. They love the half court. That's death for the Celtics. So if they want to win the series, they need to run from start to finish. Uh, Boston had 24 fast break points to Philly's 18, but Philly had 18 fast break points because Boston was upping the paint. Um, Boston had 18 points off of turnovers allowed, which is a big number, but Oh, now they're. Oh, they have since updated the box score. It's up to 18 turnovers. Um, so they went back and found another Celtics turnover. That's interesting. Let me pause the action, talk about BetterHelp, and then we'll we'll give our our final thoughts. How's that? So BetterHelp, as listeners to the podcast will know, is an online service that we're really happy to be partnering with. And basically, they give you 
a platform to connect with a licensed therapist online. It's convenient. It's flexible. It starts with uh, a quick online survey and you can make changes as you need and whenever you see fit, which we think is really important um, because we think flexibility is really important with, with uh, seeking professional help, whether you feel down on your luck, whether you're having a mental health issue, whether you want to grow and change and you just want to hear yourself uh, talk and, and have someone help you with that. Um, we think that better help and the, the way they have positioned their service is fantastic for that. So again, it's convenient, it's flexible, it's suited to your schedule and, and we're really happy to endorse it. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash seltlab today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash seltlab. All right, gentlemen, game seven on deck. Greg, final thoughts. What is uh, What are you looking for most? And what are you going to be most fearful of if you if you see it early? Ooh, good questions. Uh, looking for most, I'll agree with Justin about pace. I would love to see the Celtics push as much as possible, get in their sets as early as possible, and just make uh, Embiid and Harden and Maxi really participate as defenders as much as they can. Uh, most worried about uh, Embiid is, I think, a terrifying opponent to go up against if he gets Horford in foul trouble early in particular. Um, and then just if the threes aren't dropping, uh, the Celtics are a much easier team to defend. So, uh, and Embiid seems to have totally sort of scared them away for the paint. At least everyone except for Jalen Brown, I think, is is a little nervous when they get in there. So, uh, if the threes aren't dropping early and Embiid gets it rolling, uh, I will be quite nervous. But I think if they push pace and defend the way they did today, they'll be in really great shape. Alex, same question. Um, it starts for me always at the defensive end and if the Celtics defend, as you just said, uh, if the Celtics continue to defend at the level that they are capable of, particularly with the double big lineup, I think they will win this game. Um, so for me, the thing that I'm most excited about is um, continuing to kind of reestablish the double big defense and, uh, you know, try to limit uh, Philly's interior presence through that and really take them out of their half court rhythm. Uh, the thing that I am most concerned about and the thing that I'm frankly astonished the Celtics were able to get away with today is that they had 18 turnovers in this game, and that is not going to work again. Um, they have to control the ball better. They have to stop doing the thing where they drive into the lane and cough up, you know, turnovers, layups, giveaways, whatever you want to call them. Um that they just have to control the ball better and they have to be better uh, at actually like, you know, using those possessions wisely. Because realistically, with the way that Philly played this game and with the fact that the Celtics turned over the ball as much as they did and that Tatum was awful until the fourth quarter, like you can make an argument that the Celtics probably should have won this game by 20. Um, and the reason they didn't is almost entirely because of self-inflicted wounds. So stop turning the ball over, please. I'm begging you for the love of God. Dr. Quinn? Well, the only thing I can really add to all of that is directly related to the last game we watched before this one. Win or lose, as Marcus Smart said, leave it all on the floor. No one's going to be angry with you if you do that. We <laughs> might be sad, Ricky. Might be depressed. You might be Ricky. You know, yeah, Ricky Bobby's going approval. nuts. So, no, he's he's disapproving of of something outside or something in his in his belly, and he's going to poop. 
well, yeah, let's hope they don't uh, poop the bed because that's how they're going to do it if they do it. And it's going to be getting in their head, uh, letting the effort drift from their bodies with their body language drooping. We've seen it before. None of that. The season ends tonight or they win to go on to the next round, put it all on the floor. Yeah, a loss. You could stomach a loss if they play tough and Harden and, and beat are just better. I mean, it, it stinks that they allowed a game seven to happen, but you could you could be okay with that. Yeah, Alex, to your point, Philly shot thirty six percent from the floor and twenty three or twenty three and a half percent from three, but Boston's turnovers allowed them to hang tough. Um, the things that I'm looking for are mostly that Ricky Bobby doesn't poop in the kitchen right now, so <laughs> I'll probably keep this brief. But I, I just want it to be a good game. I think the Celtics don't owe anyone anything, but they are capable of being a very damn good basketball team. And it's a little frustrating when they don't play to that level. So above all else, I'd really like to see from the jump uh, that happen. Yeah, Ricky, calm down. We can talk about the other series. <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah, we, well, okay. Justin, what do you want to say about the other series? If my dog poops in the kitchen. I'll clean it up. I'll fly from Mexico. I will (laughs) clean it up. Uh, They're all three, two. Uh, We have any strong feelings about any of them, or we just want to we want to zoom through them. Four game sevens. Let's do it. I I have a strong feeling about one of them that I want to start off with right now, which is that the Denver Nuggets are up twenty on the road against the Phoenix Suns at the start of the second quarter. (gasps) So that's something to look at. Um, Jokic playing out of his mind right now. Obviously, no DeAndre Ayton, no Chris Paul tonight. Uh, fellas, I'll swing it to y'all. Is there any chance that Phoenix can come back and win this game and force a game seven? Doesn't sound like it. If it's going to happen, it's because the Nuggets... I mean, the Nuggets defense has been very admirable. I'm kind of shocked that Phoenix can't figure it out. Sorry, YouTube crowd. I'm just... My dog is over there anxiously. He's got an ear infection, the poor boy. Um, Yeah, he's key in... The Phoenix Suns are down bad. I don't think, Alex, there's any chance, but Greg, Justin? I mean, if we see a return of the Devin Booker earlier in the series that just couldn't miss anything, then maybe, but uh, uh, I would not be going to FanDuel and put any money on it. That's for sure. Now might be the right time to go to FanDuel and put some money on it, though. You get some great odds. <laughs> I'm bad at this I think, stuff. Don't listen to me. I, I imagine they're not going to win this one, but uh, Kevin Durant's really good at basketball, so if they're going to get back into it, I'd imagine he'll play a role. But uh, I just want to I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, speaking of Denver's defense, to Contavious Caldwell Pope, who has actually quietly emerged as an elite role player for this Denver Nuggets team. I don't agree with John Hollander on a lot of things, but he's definitely right in saying that KCP trade was one of the sneaky best offseason moves that any team made this year. I was going to type it in the chat. I was going to say Ricky Bobby's about to Contavious Caldwell poop on the kitchen. So oh let's, let's wrap this up. <laughs> um, Heat Knicks predictions, 30 seconds or less. Greg, go. I think it's over. Heat are winning tomorrow. Apologies to my Knicks friends. I have some close friends who are Knicks fans, but pain is there. It's their usual experience. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so weirdly poetic. <laughs> I'm going to do you one better and go with an even more painful experience, which is that I think the Knicks are going to win tomorrow and lose game seven because they have absolutely no gas left in the tank when Tom Thibodeau plays Jalen Brunson another 48 minutes to secure a game six win. Dr. Quinn? 
Uh, I, I don't know how you would see the Knicks winning this series. Honestly, I think that the more interesting series is the Lakers-Warriors series. I do. I'm starting to believe they might be able to turn around in, uh, in the Lakers' home. Yeah, I was also – I'm going to have seconds on this crow, but I was loud wrong about that. I thought the Lakers' goose was cooked on arrival. I couldn't believe it. Um, I did too. Yeah. It's it's been remarkable. I don't even think that is like makes us bad basketball analysts. I think that just makes what the Lakers are doing remarkable or really embarrassing for the Warriors. I mean, Rui Hachimura and Lonnie Walker are great basketball players, but like, come on, you're the Warriors. All right, none of that will matter to any of us if the Celtics drop this one on Sunday. So let's put a pin in it. Let's remind ourselves that Jason Tatum, because apparently I'm not going to remember this next year. So note to future self, Jason Tatum put the team on his back and kept the season alive in like a, a very heroic way. Newly uh, minted first team all NBA, Jason Tatum. God, that would have been an embarrassing way to go out if that happened. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, depending on how this season ends, we're going to be that the bus meme where there's a sad person and a happy person. And the sad side, if the Celtics go out early, is we have to talk about Jalen Brown's contract extension, and if they go out on top, it's we get to talk about Jalen Brown's contract extension. But no off-season content yet. This not episode, today, is, Satan. Yeah, not today. Yeah, Satan loves the off-season. Everyone knows that. Yeah. This episode of the Celtics Pod Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network and BetterHelp. You deserve to be happy. Greg Brook Casoli, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, on Twitter as at Greg Casoli. Didn't change my name on there, but I did in real life. Um, I write very sparingly for Celtics blog and equally sparingly for High Off the Glass, which is a newsletter that I run. Uh, but feel free to check them out. Um, is the Brooke your partner's last name? Yeah, it's my wife's, I guess, her maiden name. We both changed to Brooke Casoli. And we're big fans of KCP. We support the hyphen crew, so look of our face. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hyphenate Tub to buy. I think it's, it's enough. Um, Greg, can't thank you enough for, we said after the game and you said sure, and we didn't know what time or what we we're going to be talking about. So Greg, thanks for your flexibility. Um, and everyone should check out your work, obviously. Alex and Justin, I'm so happy that this was not the end of the ride for us. Um, although Sunday could be, we'll see what happens. Basketball is my favorite sport. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope it loves us back. You know what? If I had to write do a podcast on the goddamn Patriots schedule release, <laughs> I swear to God. Um, anyways, thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. Adios. <laughs>